0: Well, I definitely think the rental marketing space is going to be ever-changing going forward. And we're gonna have, as marketers, gonna have to continue to rethink how we reach our audience with respect to both technology and, like you said, the language that we use.
1: Hello, and welcome to Sink or Swim, a bi-weekly podcast brought to you by RentSync, where we provide an insider's look into the prop tech, multifamily, and rental housing industry. In each episode, we take a deep dive into the technologies and strategies that have helped companies overcome operational challenges and increase the value of their multifamily investments. So without further delay, let's get into today's discussion.
2: So welcome back to Sink or Swim. I'm Mitch Fanning with RentSync, formerly LWS. Joining me today is Rosalind Descano, Marketing Manager at Starlight Investments, a North American real estate asset management firm. Rosalind, how are you doing today?
0: I'm good, Mitch. Thank you so much for having me.
2: Well, thank you so much for doing this in really short notice. I appreciate that. So we're going to talk a little bit today about some trends and behaviors that you've noticed during this time, you know, COVID-19. that are obviously specific to the rental market, as well as some strategies that you felt were important to kind of recognize during this time. But before we do, I'd love to hear the backstory on how you made your way into the world of multifamily.
0: Yeah, of course. I mean, through my entire professional career so far, I've always been in the real estate space. Um, I actually started working for a condo developer in Toronto right out of university, first as a marketing coordinator and later as a marketing manager. I mean, great experience. I did feel, though, as there was just more to learn about the industry and wanted to explore a different avenue outside of just this one company and their one competitive focus. And multifamily was something that has always had my attention, especially as like a B2C marketer. You get to experience a very diverse target market, which forces you to be consistently innovative, which is super attractive to me, obviously. So I started working for Starlight Investments in 2018, and I've been here as the marketing manager for the Canadian multifamily asset management team ever since. So in my experience so far, Maldi family has obviously, as you know, been a very dynamic environment. It's super fast paced and ever changing, which has really continued to be a learning and growing process. My portfolio right now at Starlight is Canada wide, so the opportunity to expand horizons in marketing is truly unmatched. and Something I'm honestly very grateful for, especially considering that learning and growing process.
2: So there's a couple of things I want to dig in there, and I, and I didn't realize I was going to go off script this this soon. But <laughs> so our good friend, Matt Livingston, who is one of the senior account execs here, which you're obviously, you know, at RentSync, he had mentioned yesterday, actually, that you were really into kind of the condo side of things when it comes to like multifamily. And so having that kind of background in kind of the condo space, it seems like it, it's kind of influenced you in the multifamily. Family space is that is that kind of an correct assumption?
0: Yeah, I would definitely say so. Um, in my current role, I'm I'm really lucky I get to work on a lot of new, exciting multifamily developments as well. So bringing kind of that condo background has really helped, just because renters today, as you know, their preferences and their knowledge has been growing so quickly, and they expect a lot, right? They and bringing in that condo knowledge and what I've learned from that part of the industry has been very, very helpful.
2: The other thing you said too, which again, being somewhat new to the multifamily industry, which is kind of why I started the podcast, there's a lot, I, you know, I'm still learning. But one of the things I, I picked up on really early was how much there was as far as like the tech stack and a lot of the things that I had seen in the B2B space and even the B2C space on the marketing side was just starting to come into kind of multifamily. Are you seeing the same thing as well? Or like, what's your take on that?
0: You know what, it's it's kind of funny you bring that up too, because it's very relevant for what's going on in the world right now. Just from discussing with people who've been in the multifamily industry for so long, digital and the tech stack has really been kind of slow progression to onboard. But in recent years, we've made like really great headway and just bringing that on board. But in the past couple of months, it's kind of forced everyone to shift into high gear to really really bring that on. And I think that's something that's going to kind of stick going forward.
2: No, absolutely. And, you know, speaking of those trends and, and behaviors, again, we had kind of talked on our prep call. that You had said there was a few interesting trends that you had seen out there during this time. Are there any, you know, let's let's kind of dig into those right now. You know, where, where do you want to start on that?
0: I would love to start high level because I think it's kind of, kind of wraps up all of the different things we've learned and the different trends we've seen. I mean, just at the beginning of the year, I don't think anyone would dreamed that the past five months would have been the way, the way that they are now. And adjusting to the world around us has just been a huge learning curve. And from a marketing perspective, it's exactly that, a learning curve. And in my role as marketing manager, I really learned the importance of paying attention to these trends and the shifts, especially of the consumer mindset. And we, we are all consumers ourselves, so we know that our needs and our priorities have changed and are likely to continue to change as times pass. So as consumers, we, we've now experienced how easily it is to learn something new or to take on a new hobby or a skill And this is something that will continue as a pattern going forward, in my opinion. So we have to continue to adapt to that moving target being in the short-term and long-term behaviors and trends.
2: It's interesting, again, you know, obviously I don't have a crystal ball, but you know, one of the things I've noticed is when it comes to rental marketing is having those high quality online 3D or or even video tours is really now table stakes. It's, It's not a nice to have. And it's funny to say that out loud, but a lot of you know multifamily marketers you still see that there's not there wasn't a lot of those assets online before and and obviously now you're seeing the kind of opposite of that the other thing too is you know i've i've noticed that multifamily operators and obviously marketers are starting to like over index on the whole tenant renewal opportunity side and and reputation management, not just the demand. So that was just another yeah. interesting thing I've seen as well. And like you said before, renters are starting to residents are starting to expect a lot of service for what they're, you know, they're putting out. And you know, you almost think like the push button services like Uber and Netflix experience are are coming fast and furious. What other strategies have you felt were important to kind of recognize during this
0: time? Yeah. So I mean, just kind of going back to what I was saying about like shifts in consumer behavior, it's really shown us that people are having different relationships with not only themselves and others, but the brands and the organizations that they speak to on a daily basis. So one thing obviously you touched on for sure is that going virtual piece and offering the tools that allow prospective tenants to get that same rental experience from the comfort of their own homes. So definitely seen a lot of a lot of headway with things like virtual tours and including live chat functions on different websites, Um, just to kind of give that human element to renting from home, right? Another thing I think has been super important, if used effectively, is email marketing, which again is kind of twofold because on one hand, we all know how it feels to get spammed with emails from every website we've ever given our email address to reaching out and letting us know that they're here for us, which is obviously great, but You bring out that same message just like everyone else and your message gets lost and potentially kind of annoying if the same language continues to be used. But on the other hand, if you're using email marketing effectively and you really, like I said, add that human element to people's online searches, I I think it can become very effective.
2: Yeah, it's interesting, again, just from our perspective, in the first couple weeks, it was really hard to really know what messaging to kind of put out there. Yeah, You didn't want to go too overboard, but definitely it almost seems like the being empathetic and just being in tune to what's going on, you know, a lot of these tactics are tried and true, but it really meant just paying attention to kind of what the consensus was and and getting that, you know, getting that proper messaging out. I noticed also too that you guys, you did a a community relief initiative and that was really amazing to see. I think you guys raised over $300,000 in just over a week. Yep. So, I mean, it's things like that as well. Now, we already touched upon a little bit of this, but when you think about the space moving forward and like to what the future of the multifamily space is, you know, what are the some of, the, and I, I kind of alluded to some of the things that I, I, I'm almost believing or seeing, you know, what are some of those things that you're starting to see or believe, you know, when we start to move forward?
0: Well, I, I definitely think the rental marketing space is going to be ever-changing going forward. And we're going to have, as marketers, going to have to continue to rethink how we reach our audience with respect to both technology and like you said, the language that we use. I also think that we see a lot of vendors in the industry that have over this time brought brought forward these new products and they're gonna continue to develop these new digital products for either online or on site at different properties which is just going to require us as marketers to always keep an eye our eyes and ears really open for the newest trends and tools that our audience are going to end up expecting from us. So that's going to be very important in my opinion. And you you brought up something too about kind of thinking about what kind of information and language you're putting out there on the marketing level and I think one thing I've learned that has been super helpful and really important is really showing relevant and full information and in kind of all your different touch points to your audience, which is something we've really been focusing on because consumers have just become so res- self resilient um, in their online searches. So kind of your websites and all of your other avenues of promotion need to show that relevant information for the times. I mean, for renters, they want to know that their apartments are being cleaned. They want to know that they have the flexibility to reach an agent over the phone or over a video tour. And showing all of these different tools that organizations are using, I think that's super important because you need to show that you're flexible and that you're there to support your consumer.
2: Yeah, it's, you know, we've been, we've had these conversations internally about the space. It's almost like COVID-19 has really forced, you know, really everybody, not just even in the multifamily industry to do the things that they should have done or should be doing. (laughs) <laughs> it's just to actually do, you know, to do them now instead of you yeah. know, talk about them. Now we've already kind of alluded to to this um kind of before we kind of get into you know my favorite part, which is the quick fire round. But you know, this is this next question's kind of a two-parter. The first part is really is there any advice in addition to what you've already alluded to that you would give to other multifamily marketers out there moving forward? And two, you know, is there a peer or colleague? that you admire in the industry and and why?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. I think the, again, summing up pretty much everything we've talked about already, my piece of advice would just to be always to consider your audience and to make sure you're being agile. Because like I said, the multifamily space is so dynamic and so diverse that the same tactics don't work across the board. So you really have to pay attention to who your audience is and ways that will best reach them and just fulfill their needs and their expectations.
2: I think you, you summed it up very nicely.
1: Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show.
2: All right, so... We're moving into the the quick fire round. So I'll say a statement, and you'll have sixty to ninety seconds to respond. So Rosalind, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. What's one thing you wish your phone could do?
0: Oof. One thing I wish my phone can do automatically just set my reminders for me based on ones that I've said in the past, because I consistently have to reset things. and I think I don't need them anymore. But just just know me, know me a little more.
2: (laughs) So know you. All right. That's that's scary though. I mean, with AI coming kind of brings me to maybe another question is, you know, your thoughts around AI, but maybe for another podcast. So the next (laughs) question is, Your favorite app or tool, and it could be personal or business.
0: Favorite app or tool. I would say probably my OpenTable app, to be honest. Really? (laughs) I absolutely love using OpenTable. And I know this just drives people nuts and Kind of going back to your question about the person who I admire most would definitely be the person I report to at Starlight. And this is something he always kind of bugs me for saying, pick up the phone and call instead of sending an email or sending a text message. But OpenTable kind of helps me not do that. Just make a reservation (laughs) on my phone and don't have to call anyone. And it's been super, super helpful during the pandemic as well as businesses are starting to reopen. You can see kind of who's available and who's not. Because you do find a lot of different restaurants and businesses haven't really updated what their Google business listings look like or even what their websites are. So that information isn't always accurate.
2: So, you know, in that response, you just reminded me, I let you off too easy on that second part (laughs) of that question. Now, you'd you'd mentioned, you know, your colleague or the person that you uh, work with at Starlight. Can can you kind of uh, elaborate a little bit?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Without saying names, he would know who he is. is. But he's been in the multifamily space pretty much since he could walk. So, And he knows a lot of different people and so many different things just about the Canadian multifamily space. And it's been such a blessing to have someone like that to learn from. Also, he is very open to learning for me as well. So we do very well at bouncing ideas off each other. And it's just been such a great learning experience for me. So, very, very grateful.
2: Sounds, sounds like a future guest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think so. So, next question What's the most misunderstood thing about you?
0: The most misunderstood thing about me. Oof. Mitch, you're hitting me hard with the good questions here. <laughs> Probably my social behavior, I would say. Because in a meeting, I think I can be a good listener, but in a social setting, I like to be the Participator more.
2: <laughs> okay. Okay.
0: Yeah, in conversation and all that stuff. But I think balancing listening and speaking is super important, especially in your career.
2: It's interesting. One of the things that the podcast and I have another podcast I do has taught me is to become a better listener, and it's amazing. Okay. It's amazing how how much of a learned skill that that could be. So, next question: What do you believe that others disbelieve?
0: Hmm. I think. Well, it's funny to kind of have this perspective as someone in marketing as well, but as much as new, new is great, I think it's also very important to think about, I wouldn't say old, because that's not a good word for it, but kind of things that have worked in the past and things that have happened in the past, because it really does lead the way to how new things will work in the future. You really got to learn take from those things that maybe even haven't worked in the past and use them to show how the future will be different.
2: Yeah. In one example is, and it's maybe a bad one, but it's us talking to a colleague who is a, a vendor in, in the multifamily space and they had talked about how webinars were really effective. Now, if I were to tell another B2B marketer that, they would, they would have laughed because that was kind of passe, that's something we had done yeah. years ago. But so sometimes old is new. So last question, what have you changed your mind about lately?
0: <laughs> changed my mind about probably the niceness of being home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm always one to kind of be out and about and really just appreciating being home and spending time, not only with your family, but with yourself that's definitely changed my mind a bit.
2: Yeah. I think a lot of people are coming to that same conclusion and it's, it's been a kind of a, a big global reset. So it, it has been nice and, and definitely in some, some regards. Well, I mean, you made it through the quick fire round. Um, really the last question <laughs> yeah, <be shaken. laughs> no, really, Oh, you did great. You did great. Um, really the last question is where can people find you on the interweb?
0: LinkedIn, I absolutely love LinkedIn. I'm pretty active. So yeah, Rosalind Descanio on LinkedIn, you can find me.
2: Okay, well, we'll put that in the show notes. That wraps up another episode. Uh, Rosalind, thanks so much for doing this. It was a pleasure. Thank always, you so much. Yeah, always great t- chatting with you.
1: Thanks Mitch. You've reached the end of another episode of Sink or Swim. Make sure to visit us at rentsync.com slash podcast to access show notes, key takeaways, and where you can sign up to our newsletter to receive free bonus content. If you found value in this show, please also remember to rate, review, and subscribe. That's this week's episode of Sink or Swim. Don't forget to join us next time for another jam-packed episode. Thanks for listening.